Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. How's everyone doing? Great, great. Um, You know, didn't the guys do a good job? Um, You know, we've had a a fantastic weekend away. Uh, As Jared has said, thank you so, so much for your prayers, uh, for your investment um, financially as well, because we know a lot of you gave uh, towards the weekend. And you know what, just be um, assured that we're not just changing people and doing something for now, but that actually it has a, a lasting effect for generations to come. You know, who knows? You know, we're praying and believing that even some of these groups of young people that we've taken away, that God would speak to them and, and call them in, maybe even into, into ministry, into leadership, into, into something greater. So thank you so much for, for your prayers, for everything you've invested. Uh, and I just encourage you, please just carry on praying for them, uh, praying for us as, as we, we look to, to move forward. Uh, so this morning I've just got the, the pleasure of uh, sharing with you just for the next 15 to 20 minutes um, on this series that we've been doing this weekend. So as Jared said, we did a, a meeting on Friday night and a meeting on Saturday night on this whole theme called Run Free. Everyone say, one, two, three, Run Free. There it is on the board. That's uh, our design for this weekend. Josh spoke on it, Christian spoke on it. I'm just going to share just a few thoughts just for the next few minutes around this whole area. Uh, the verse that we use is from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 11 to 13. It's from the message version, and it says this. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide, open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small. But you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. lives. Live openly and expansively. Live openly and expansively. Now, I'm just going to put a, a pause on that verse for a moment there. Uh, when I, I was thinking about this as a preparer, I was thinking, well, you know, talking about running free, you know, what sort of images come to mind when I think about run free? Well, the first thing that I thought about, I was thinking about when I was at school, when I was at secondary school, and maybe it'd come to the end of the day, and you'd be in your last lesson at school, and you just like can't wait for, for the bell to ring at the end of the lesson, or for the teacher to d- dismiss you, and that moment would come, the bell would ring, and you'd literally just run free out of the classroom, out of school, thinking, great, I'm free for another day, or, you know, maybe uh, uh, when you're coming up to, to, to near the summer, and it's the last week of school before the six weeks holiday, and you're counting down the days, thinking, oh, I can't wait for the summer holidays, and suddenly it comes to the last day, and you're like, oh, there's only one day left, and then finally last lesson, and then the bell rings, and you leave school, and you run free, or for, for six weeks at least, anyway. You know, just that whole idea of running free. You know, the other thing I thought, thought about was a, was a film. Now, who here loves films? Yeah. yeah. You know, I absolutely love a film. Me and Joanna love to relax and watch a film. I love going to the, the cinema. Uh, one thing that I actually do when watching a film always is uh, I check IMDb for the rating of the film just to make sure it's got a good rating before I watch it and spend my time on it. But one of the films that I was thinking about when running free was... The film uh, Forrest Gump. Who's seen Forrest Gump? Yeah, an absolute classic, amazing film. Uh, when you know, when I was thinking about running free, I was thinking about this scene. Maybe you might remember it. You know, when he's, he's a young kid, uh, he's got problems with his legs, uh, so unfortunately, he's got to have these wooden braces on his legs. 
Uh, and there's this one moment where these, like, these bullies are chasing him, throwing stuff at him, and he's trying to run away. Because he's got these braces on, he's running like a bit like straight-legged, and then all of a sudden he starts to get in this stride, he starts running, and all of a sudden these braces start breaking off his legs. And he starts running free, like running massive strides, great strides, and just uh, you know, all of a sudden he's he's running free away from these bullet uh, these bullies. It's quite an iconic moment, you know, because he's had these braces on his legs, and all of a sudden they're broken, and now he's running, he's pelting, he's he's, he's so so fast. And you know, going back to to that verse when we we're talking about running free, you know, there's so many situations in our lives where God wants us to run free. You know, God wants us to enter into an open, expansive life. Yeah. But we have, sometimes we have restraints on ourselves. You know, Forrest got me, he had these leg braces on himself. And it took time, but literally there was a moment where something uh, uh, clicked and, and these braces started to break off his legs. You know, I believe in even this morning that maybe for you, you don't have a great expectation for your life. Or maybe you think, well, where's my life heading? Or, or maybe you think, you know, I, I, I've not got a, a great, great future ahead. But you know, God says to you this morning, he says, I have a great plan for your future. He says, I know everything about you. I've got a purpose and a plan for everything ahead of you. See, if I look at that verse again, it says... <coughs> It says, uh, Paul longs for us to live a wide open, spacious life. He wants us to live a life that is beyond our expectations. See, it says, the limitless that you feel, it doesn't come from God, it comes from yourself. You know, actually, we put limitations on ourselves and say, you know what, I, I don't think I can do that. I could never amount to that. Why? Why would I do that? We put limitations on ourselves. But God says, I don't put limitations on you, you put limitations on yourself. Uh, if you look at John chapter 10 verse 10, it says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. See, when Jesus came down and, and died on the cross, he didn't die on the cross so that we could have, you know, an okay life. And, you know, things were okay in my life. And, yeah, yeah, I, I did this and did that it was okay no no jesus came so we could have a full and abundant life anyone believe it this morning yeah Yeah, it came so we could have a great life you know he wants something great for our future he wants something great for now he wants something great a great plan and a great life see god has a plan for every single one of us but as i said we we tend to fence ourselves in we put a fence around where we are at the moment and we put limitations on ourselves you know, I was thinking, I was thinking, out of all the things, so, you know, if you think about it, we're, a lot of us, we're on, we're on this side, we're living our lives, maybe things are okay, and God's got a plan and a destiny, and something amazing for us on the other side over here. And often I think there's a big obstacle for moving from here where we are now into God's plan and his life for us over on this side. And I was thinking, well, what is that obstacle? What stops us from moving into what God has for us? And I just, I just felt God say this, this one thing to me. And I believe it's all about surrender. So the reason we don't get from this side, where we are now, in, on this side, into God's plan, what he has for us, is because we don't surrender. Now, I'm just going to share just... Uh, two points around that 
But before that, I'm just going to read from Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. It says, it's going to come on the screen, it says, Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. When we look at those verses, you might think, wow, Jesus, that is really harsh. Jesus, what, what, if I love my mum or my dad more than you, then, then I'm not worthy of you. What, if, if I love my brother or sister or my, my husband or wife more than you, then, then I'm not worthy of you. Yeah, that's what Jesus says. He says, literally, to follow me, you have to give everything. He wants your whole life. You see, we're, we're in a society now where we like to take little bits of everything. Yeah, understand you say, you know what, uh, yeah, I like this bit about, about this idea, you know, this, this point, and, and I like this from here, and I'm going to take a little bit of this from there. You might be like, you know, maybe an example might be like, yeah, yeah, I'm a, a Nottingham Forest supporter, but uh, my Premier League team is, is Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, so I, I support both teams. Yeah, yeah, so I'm a supporter of two teams. Or, or maybe you, you believe one thing, but you believe another. And, and this is the thing, we, in our lives, we, we, we split ourselves. We say, yeah, I'm going to take a little bit of that, and I'm going to take a little bit of this. When actually God says, no, if you're going to follow me, you need to surrender and give everything over to me. This is what he says in these verses. So there's, there's, there's two points just over the next few minutes I just want to share with you about surrender. So, number one, we need to surrender our motives. Turn to your neighbour and say, surrender your motives. And then turn to your other neighbour and said, I've already surrendered my motives. anyone here like met that person or maybe maybe you are that person that that you know goes around has that attitude like I'm the man yeah I'm the person that walks around with a swagger like yeah yeah I've got it all together yeah I'm the man like maybe I maybe you know someone like maybe you know that's that's you in, in this situation but I think a lot of us at times we can think we've we've got it all together you know we can think that that, you know, we're going to do it my way. You know, there's that, that classic song uh, by Frank Sinatra, I Did It My Way. You know, what, what, a, what an interesting song. You know, it's like, don't care about anyone else. It's all about number one. It's all about me. You know, you, know, you, you even see people say, you know, forget everyone else. All you need to care about is yourself. You know, don't worry about everyone else. But, but God says something different. You know, it doesn't say it's, it's all about us. It doesn't say it's all about me. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed, uh, I work with, with, uh, at an academy with, with, uh, with Jared, working with students, is that actually uh, reputation is a massive thing with young people, especially the young people that we work with. Reputation is massive. So you get one student on their own, uh, and they will act completely different compared to a student that's with three or four other people. Because they want to look better against the people around them. So they might, you know, when, when you're in a class with a, with a few of them, like, 
they, they'll act up against each other. They want to make themselves look like the alpha male in front of everyone else. They want to make themselves look good in front of everyone else. And then when you get in one of the one, like absolutely golden, they do whatever whatever you say. Like you know, they do all the work and everything. And, and then you get them in front of other students again, and they're they're lying. They're like, yeah, yeah, my dad's got loads of money. Yeah, he's got this massive business. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sword for life. There's nothing, you know. And it's it's complete and utter lies. Like, none of it's true. But the, the, the truth of it is, is that they're doing it for, for reputation. That they want to make themselves look good in front of everyone else. And you know, even though we might not do it quite as obviously as that, you know, how many times have we, in our own lives, tried to make ourselves look good in front of other people? Yeah? You know, how many times have, have we said about situations said, yeah, 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 I did this yesterday, or I did that yesterday, or you know, focusing it around ourselves. There's so many times where we could be focused on ourselves and our motives and, and, and pushing ourselves forward. You see, if we look at Matthew chapter 6, verse uh, 28 to 33, we're just going to skip to verse 33. It says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You see, this is something that I learned actually uh, a few years ago that actually, you know, it doesn't matter about my needs, about what the things that I need immediately. But actually, if I put God's kingdom first, if I put God first in my life, then actually everything else will follow. You know, if you make a decision in your heart, you say, you know what, I might have this need, I might feel this problem in, in my life. But actually, I'm going to put God first. If you put God first in your situations, everything else will follow. Everything else will work out because God will take control of your life and will make it work together. So, that was number one, surrender our motives. Everyone say number two. Number two, surrender our decisions. Surrender our decisions. You know, I I said it before, we, we love to pick and choose things out of the Bible. You know, sometimes there's those situations where, I'm going to be honest, you know, it's easier to do the wrong thing than the right thing. You know, when someone asks you a difficult question, you know, it's easier to, to tell them a lie. Or when actually there's, there's that, maybe that situation in, in your family, it's easier to take a shortcut and actually do the wrong thing. But you know what? In, in every decision we make in life, you know, I just encourage you, whatever decision you make, just consult God about it. You know, seek to do the right thing and God will bless you for it. You know, it's, it's not always easy doing the right thing and, and following what, what, what God has for our lives. But we've got to surrender our decisions completely to him. Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 to 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, the thing is, we don't always understand why God asks us to do different things. It's like, well, God, God, why do I have to do it this way? And this doesn't make sense because everyone else is doing something different, and everyone else is, is talking about people behind their back. It's so much easier to join in, or, or everyone else is, is, is dressing a certain way, and I, I want to dress like that, or everyone else is acting a certain way, and I want to act like that. But, but God says, my ways are higher. My thoughts are higher. You see, if we put our trust in God, 
and say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust in you and do what, what your word says, then God blesses that. He really blesses that, and he, and he puts things forward. See, has anyone here ever played... Um, who here loves to play sport or has played sport at some point, yeah? Now, has everyone, anyone ever played a sport without any rules? Yeah, so, so Tim has actually played sport with, without any rules at one point. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to admit, there's been some times, like, I've played, played a game and the rules have gone out the window. And I, I'm going to be honest, that was probably the most unenjoyable time I spent, I spent playing that game. Have you ever played a game of football where, like, someone just, for some reason, decides to pick up the ball and start running around? You're like, what are you doing? You can't do that. It just ruins the game for everyone else, you know? And, and sometimes we, we, you know, God outlays these, these rules and, these, and these, these, these things for our life. And it's, it's not to constrain us, but it's actually to set us up to succeed in life. You see, God sees things higher and bigger than we see them. And if we trust him and put our life in his control, then he will bless it and it will help us so much more in the long run. So just as I invite the, the, uh, the band just to come up, uh, I'm just going just gonna to draw to a close. Uh, I've only got a few minutes left. There's just a story I just wanted to, to share with you just to finish. Um, a, a few years ago when I was, was studying, I was studying at, at a Bible college and um, I, I did three years there and I, I absolutely loved my time there. I felt that I learned a lot and God really, really spoke me and, and shaped me while I was there. But one of the most defining things that, I, that happened while I was there was at the beginning of my second year. See, what happened in the, uh, the first year is that you know, I had a great time, you know, made loads of friends, learned some stuff, um, you know had a great time it was good everything was good but I, I had the summer away and then I came back at the beginning of the second year and I just felt like something was missing and I just kind of felt like you know what God if, if I'm being honest with myself I've not given everything over to you you know God if, if I'm being completely honest you know my life's been great but I feel like there's something more for my life I feel there's a, a, a deeper edge that you want to take my life to. You know, I, I realized in that moment that actually even though I was following God, that I hadn't surrendered everything over to God. See, it's very easy for us in our lives to, to be Christians or to, to come to church, to have a faith in God, but actually not to give everything of our lives over to God. You know, it might be that, that circumstance in your life. It might be... Uh, uh, that worry you have in your mind it might be that financial situation you know it might be a certain habit that you have that you're not proud of you know whatever it might be we have to submit over to God and the thing is what I did at that moment is I said you know what God what I'm going to do in this moment is I'm just going to I'm going to pray and I'm going to submit my life completely to you so I did right there on the first week uh, in the morning, I, I just I got on my knees in my room and I prayed to God. I said, God, God, you see my life. You see everything inside of my life. And God, I just submit everything to you. I surrender everything to you. Have you rule and reign in every part of my life? And I said, God, I, look, God, I don't care what it takes, but change me. Mold me. Make me more like you each and every day. And I, I prayed that. I prayed that day after day for the first few weeks. Uh, of that second year. And you know what happened is that 
actually God changed my life more in that in that period than any other period before in my Christian walk. You see, God started probing my heart. He started challenging different attitudes he had. He started challenging insecurities I had about myself, uh, worrying thoughts that I had about myself, you know, issues I had in my mind. And I found over that period that actually God started to change and, and shape me and mold me for the better. And you see, I want to give you that, that opportunity this morning. If that's you, if you think, you know what? There are some things in my life that I need to surrender to God because I've not been giving everything over to God.